ever dreamed that one day, no matter how long it may take us, as long as we have faith in our cause and uh, an unconquerable willpower, knowing that here on earth, God's work must truly be our own. This is a time of challenge to our interest and our values. And it's a time to test our wisdom and our skills. This will not be a campaign of half measures. And we will accept no outcome but victory. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. Read my lips. We will respond forcefully. Hey guys, thanks for listening hey, in today. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I think you mean everyone. Oh, so sorry. I need to be more inclusive. Thank you. Hello everyone, and thanks for listening to the podcast today. I'm Kevin. And I'm Brian. And we hope you enjoy. It's happening. Still recording via the internets, if you couldn't tell. <clears throat> By Brian's choppy weird vocals. Yep, yep. Uh, my quarantine period is almost over. Yay. It's very exciting. Yeah. It's it's, it's still very fun. Yeah. It's still very, very fun. Um, but... I had Go ahead, Brian. No, it's okay. Uh I I, w- I just wanted to say I, I know we have a lot to talk about. And that intro was perfect for the $15 minimum wage discussion that we're going to have tonight and Congress is having shortly and has been having for the last few weeks because it was uh, a part of Joe Biden's $1.9 trillion stimulus package. But I think think there's... something on people's minds that is just so incredibly important. And that's these two incredibly relevant topics that Fox news wanted to really Ooh, focus yes. on instead of these things. I'm so glad you bring this up. Yeah. That's, you know, the fact that they Hasbro has dropped the mister and basically the product is now called potato head and that, Dr. Seuss, uh, will the, the Seuss enterprise will no longer license and publish six of his books due to their, um, racial, um, issues regarding, you know, the illustrations. 
I know you do. And originally you didn't want to bring this up, Brian, but I just feel like you've been so out of touch with what's really important in this world right now and what's really going on. And for you to try to push this by the wayside as though it's not a big deal. I think that you're just, you know, you're being kind of an asshole right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, so here's the thing. And I, I posted this on Facebook thinking it was like a, it was like a passing thought. Kev. Yeah. I, I, I sat there and I was just like, man, this is ridiculous. Like the Seuss Enterprises, the, you know, basically the, <clears throat> I believe it's the family company that took over as he, you know, he's long gone and, you know, basically continued to license his stories and, and his, you know, he's supposedly the second richest celebrity that is dead. Uh, behind Michael Jackson. Wow. And I didn't know that. Yeah. Because he brings in about, I think it's, I think I read it, it was about $25 million a year uh, just from his books. That's dope. Now, yeah. Right. So, I mean, he, they're still bringing in a tremendous amount of money and they decided to say, we're not going to publish these six books anymore. You know, they're racially insensitive regarding several different topics, whether it's, you know, Asian Americans or uh, the, you know, black Americans in, in, in some of the depictions as well. And, you know, they decided to move on. And this became a rallying cry um, of conservatives and, you know, these leftists and liberals and Dems are all about cancel culture. And then the same was for Hasbro. You know, the company on its own decided to be more inclusive. They're creating a potato head community. So they got rid of the Mr. and Mrs. on the brand. And it's just potato head. And now there's, you know, little potato heads, pet potato heads, you know, Mr. and Mrs., Mr. Mr., Mrs. Mrs. Like they wanted to expand on that. And people flipped their shit. I saw this all over conservative news outlets like Fox News. And it was absolutely infuriating to me that we had to have that discussion so much so that I was like, this is what they try and do on the right is no longer are we talking about important information. We're not talking about um, a $15 minimum wage. We're not talking about how Republicans are stalling a stimulus package. You know, now they want it to be read, the 600-page stimulus package to be read on the Senate floor, page by page, line by line. Like, they're stalling as much as possible. They don't want to bring that up on their newscast, so they bring up this shit. Well, Go ahead. No, and there's something to be said for that. Like, I would say that, you know, when you have these large documents, it's also important to have things read on the floor. But... This is something that needs to get passed right away. Um, and it's it, it's like you said, it very much is a what I see is mostly a something on the right where they play this like um, and you've actually you brought this up in podcast prior um, where they really play a fear game where they're trying yeah. to they, they don't really have much to run on um, with the without like saying like guns, abortion um, and all that kind of stuff. Um, government overreach, I suppose. 
But um, instead, what they do is they just say they, they it's like misdirection. They're like a bunch of magicians without the cool magic tricks. And they just kind of try yeah. to say, hey, everybody look over here. Here's what's going on over here. It's very, very wrong. Isn't this terrible? What have they done? Um, my fucking potato no longer has a gender uh, assigned to it. And so it's it's I don't know. It's fucking silly, man. Yeah. And, and, and that was the thing. It's like I'm sitting here and I'm and I'm always always open for discussion on anything anyone wants to i just made the comment almost in passing and dude i mean it was i i think it was probably one of my most shared things i've ever done on facebook and i was like it wasn't that important and basically i was saying you know quit the shit like this isn't like this isn't cancel culture stop the fake outrage in in this cancel culture hysteria like people are getting canceled for good reason you know like when we say we're canceling you know confederate statues we're getting we don't want the the confederate flag up you know that's cancel culture that's good that's not just like being quote-unquote woke that's just evolving that's knowing better and doing better is is my friend john john says like know better do better and this is what Hasbro's doing. It's like, it's the ultimate capitalistic move, right? It's being more inclusive. If you're more inclusive, more people come into your community. That's more people buying your product. So I don't understand why a true capitalist, like a conservative, wouldn't be like, hell, that makes sense. Let's widen the appeal. Well, and it's more than that, too, because something that I think um, someone who is more center, smaller government, all that kind of stuff, kind of like me, um, you know, they want less government involvement. And it's not like, it, to, to my knowledge, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Bri, but nobody told them they had to do this. This is just something that they correct. decided to do. They thought it was the best, you know, the best direction or the right direction for them to take. Um, and so it, you really should, who gives a shit? It's, it's their company. It's their decision. If they want to, you know, do these things, make these changes. It's their prerogative, and, and, and nobody should be there to tell them that it's wrong. Nobody should be making a big deal out of it. If you want to complain in passing, and actually what Brian had said right before we started recording today was that, you know, it's a fun conversation to have. You know yeah. what I mean? Should the potato be gender neutral? Should Is Mr. Potato Head okay? Is Mrs. Potato Head okay? Well, I mean, again, it's fun, and you could argue both sides, and I, I would probably have a great time doing that. Um... But it's just, it's so, it's so minuscule. It's so minute. It, it, it really is something that shouldn't be, and mm-hmm. of course, Brian is a big part of this now because Brian had his post shared all over the place. This is your fault, Brian. COVID has really changed. <laughs> Co- COVID has changed you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I think you're absolutely right in the sense that, like, I, I technically was part of the problem. I, I didn't realize um that just saying it in passing would spark outrage. I was like, you know, quit with the outrage. Like, and then I made a second post later in the day after I saw a lot of traction. And I was like, listen, I said something in passing and I meant it. Like, I'm not like, you know, I'm not pulling back on that statement. I'm glad Hasbro did it. And I'm glad Seuss Enterprises pulled those books. You know, there were times when Dr. Seuss made you know, I, I think someone posted that in, in the past, he himself had been very critical of his own political cartoon artwork, 
saying that it was kind of racist, you know, and especially there was a, a political cartoon that centered around um, Japanese Americans and, you know, they all looked a certain way and it was demeaning. And he looked back and he said, yeah, that was wrong. And it's like, that's the actual artist saying some of this is wrong. So now, you know, in 2021, the Seuss Enterprises, you know, goes over it and they have a panel of educate, you know, scholars and educators and people that read these books, you know, in the classroom and stuff like that. And they're like, yeah, this one's, you know, it's got some bad pictures because, you know, if, if you're depicting a Chinese person a certain way and you have a Chinese person in that classroom, you know, how does that student feel? Right. And, and as a white American man who is, you know, is, is white bread as it comes, right. I'm not, I'm not, you he's know, not even I'm, whole, he's I'm not even whole wheat. No, I like, I, I'm as white as they come. I'm a straight white male, you know, I'm a millennial, all of these things. And it's like, I haven't ha I've had a very privileged life and even I can recognize, well, shit, you know, I've had friends that are Asian American. How would they feel? looking at a picture that depicted them as this very, very racially insensitive stereotype that was etched throughout time. And that's still being used in 2021, you know? So like, I, I look at those things and I'm like, man, we just got to start moving forward and like evolving is a good thing. It should be celebrated. And if we can recognize the faults of our past, you know, our founding fathers, you know, they left us with an incredible constitution, but it wasn't perfect. It's, you know, we're still dealing with some of the repercussions today and they were slave owners. That is what it is. Like we have to acknowledge that and to just say like, oh, well, we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't be critical of them. And but no, you gotta be critical of them. And if it's, if there's something, you know, inherently racist, just because it's tradition to have Dr. Seuss in the classroom doesn't mean you have to have the racial aspects of it, you know, in the classroom or in the, the school library, like remove those things. So, you know, every kid, you know, can have a, 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 an upbringing, an educational upbringing that really fundamentally helps them bloom and doesn't give them cause for concern. Well, and I think, right? it, I, I think it goes beyond, um, being critical of you know our forefathers and you know even you know people from when did dr seuss start i don't know 70s 80s something like that i'm sure um it's not being a critical of I me mean, actually um joe rogan has a really great quote and it's you are not your past you know what i mean like don't dwell on things that you've done wrong in the past but instead learn from them you know what i yeah. mean know that they're there know that they happened don't repeat them and then, you know, and then you're going to be a better person for it in the future. And I think yeah. that we can kind of take that to heart as a country as well. You can kind of say, uh, yes, the forefathers had slaves. It was a different time. It was wrong. Doesn't mean that they're necessarily bad people, but it does mean that we can we can take a piece of that and learn from it um, and, and just and just do better. Um, I think the whole conversation about the Dr. Seuss, about the Mr. Potato, Potato Head, it was very entertaining for me because as I looked at it and as I read articles and as I actually – I'm not a big social media person, but I, I, of course, went on Brian's Facebook today and saw that. Um, and, I, and I read through it and I really enjoyed 
listening to people's opinion or reading people's opinions, I suppose, not listening. Um, and, and, you know, had a good laugh or two at a few of the comments. Yeah. Um, but to me, it's like, I just don't give a shit. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like if Dr. Seuss kept those books out there, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, could they have done better? Well, yeah, maybe. But you know what I mean? It's whatever. Well, I, you know what I mean? He and for was the- from a time period where, so like he was, you know, creating political cartoons during World War II that, you know, promoted this idea of, you know, fighting isolationism. Like he right, wanted, yeah, yeah. you know, the United States to get involved, which is good, you know, and, and a lot of his messages, all oh, the places you will go, like we're not canceling. Uh, Dr. Seuss, the Seuss Enterprises said, hey, these illustrations are racist. And these six books, we're removing those. We're we're just not going to produce and license those books anymore. Yeah. You still get Green Eggs and Ham, you know, and, and, and it, you know, his entire, you know, catalog is there except six books. Right. And I just, I, I was, I, I, it was very hard for me to fathom why people couldn't wrap their heads around that. It wasn't like there was all of a sudden this mass demonstration and calling for Dr. Seuss to be completely canceled from the schools, right? It, it, there have been books that have been banned, you know, Catch-22 and um, To Kill a Mockingbird. And you know, these the books were banned, you know, throughout time. And yet, you know, they, they weren't, you know, like To Kill a Mockingbird was about fighting racism. You know, and, and these six books had racist depictions. So, you know, I, I just I was baffled that people wanted to fight this and like, oh, blame it on the left and blah, blah, blah. And it's like these companies did this on their own because it was the right thing to do. And you're going to fault them for it. There was no pressure for Hasbro, you know, from the LGBTQ community to be like, oh, no one, you know, who owns a pride flag should also own a Mr. Potato Head because they gender act. Like, no. Right, yeah, yeah. But and I think the six books, there. yeah, like the six books going right away are If I Ran to, if I ran the Zoo, um, and to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street, on Beyond Zebra Zoo, one. Yeah, on Beyond Zebra and Scrambled Egg Super, uh, The Surge, and, oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm going to buy them right now because I'm going to definitely sell them for a ton of money one day. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I think that's fair, You know right? what, Kev? And we're already taking time discussing it, but I thought it was really important. No, it's fun. It's fun. The fact that it's not important, right? right? I mean, like, it's fun to have those conversations, but that was such a great distraction tactic from the right. Yeah. Because right now, the right, the 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 conservative politicians, the Republican Party, are completely and utterly screwing over the middle and lower class of America. Well, and this is kind of, and this is why I'm glad you brought it up, um, and and what I wanted to segue into quickly, um, because we spent far too much time talking about Dr. Seuss and, and potatoes. Um, as much as I love a good potato, you know, roasted, smashed, fried, whatever, however you want to dress up that potato. I'll Before we continue, what is your favorite way to have a potato? You know what I've been doing recently? And this is like probably my favorite way right now because it involves yeah. crispy and fluffy. Um, I've been making smashed fingerlings or like smashed like um, baby potatoes. And like, oh, okay. so you boil them off, get them nice and soft. And then you just press on them gently with the bottom of a cup and then throw them into a 450 degree oven. A little salt, a little pepper, a little olive oil on those babies. 
roast them off for, I don't know, like 20 minutes, 25, 30 minutes, and they get like crispy on the outside and fluffy on the yeah. inside, and then you like cover them in way too much salt. Don't tell my doctor, but it's delicious. What's yours? Um, anyway, my wife makes them. <laughs> you uh, dirty you know, dog, you. Matt, she makes really great, like, mashed potatoes with mm. a little bit of garlic and salt and all that. So it's really yeah. good. But, potatoes just can't be bad. But where I was going with this was yeah. what it shows is the right is imploding. They are, they are, I see them as slowly... <laughs> starting to die off not die, not i shouldn't say die off that's a terrible thing to say they are going to be fading away soon they are going to be snapped away like thanos's finger that's a reference back to our awesome last uh aftermath, aftermath. Se- yeah aftermath subject where brian and i talked about marvel movies for like an hour but they are slowly um i don't want to say killing themselves i'm trying to avoid those words but they're slowly um deteriorating the uh, value of the party Um, with things like this people are going to start catching on you know what I mean I really felt like these things um, and like their whole fight against the $15 minimum wage which we're going to be getting into soon too which I think both sides are doing kind of a cruddy job at trying to push through um, I think the right is really they're putting out they're they're creating a bad name for themselves I think that they're um, kind of showing their true colors showing the fact that they don't have much and this is me I'm, I'm usually the one who has to play fucking devil's advocate for the right um, you know what I mean to, 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 try, to try to balance out the podcast but right now I'm just seeing I'm seeing them self-destruct I think that they're going to in the next in the next couple of elections, I think you're going to see far less Republicans, and the Republicans that you do see are going to be much more centrist, much more socially um, uh, liberal, and you know, Benzingers and Ben yeah, Sasses that are already kind of yeah, where you're going to see that, a little bit. right, where you're going to see like that fiscal conservatism, but kind of like backing off on everything else. Um, and in those in those purple states and in those blue states where you do have uh, those mixture of of um, Republican senators, Congress uh, peoples, things like that, you're going to really start to see a fade of that. You're going to see kind of almost like a blue takeover, which I'll make, I know will make Brian very happy. Um, but you know, it, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna push things. Hopefully, I'm hoping more towards the center, more towards some sort of a balance that we don't really necessarily have right now. Um, but yeah, those are my thoughts. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. I, I do think there is a bit of an implosion right now because, you know, it, it's CPAC Trump talked about <clears throat> basically he would never start his own party. He wants to, he right, wants the yeah, Republican yeah, yeah. party to be united. And then also, you know, directly went after the Sasses, the Kinzingers, the Romneys, um, <clears throat> Liz Cheney, et cetera. Like <clears throat> he went after the people that basically kind of stood their ground and did the right thing when it came to like impeachment or, or you know, not bowing down to the dictator. And he, he I, I think, was really trying to rally his base, but I think you're right. It really poked the hole in this whole unity of the Republican Party. Just the same, though, we are having some fraction or fractures in the Democratic Party, and, and it's happening over things like the $15 minimum wage. You know, the, there's a Democrat, Manchin, who has said, you know, <clears throat> he's not sure he can get on board with that. And it's like, 
dude, this is the Democratic Party. Like, this is the line that they're going. This is, <clears throat> pardon me, what, what the chief of the party, Joe Biden, has said, the, you know, um, the head of the budget committee, Bernie Sanders, has said, and, and what essentially they were running on. This was part of the campaign, you know, and you can't, you can't go back. And, and I'm seeing this loss of respect for the progressive arm of the Democratic Party with certain things. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I agree with you 100%. And if you actually, if you don't have anything else to say on the CPAC, I'll, I'll move right into the $15 minimum wage and the way that well, <clears throat> one, the, the other, well, what I was going to say please, is, yeah, please. is the $15 minimum wage and, you know, erasing student debt were really, you know, kind of the agreement made. It was the agreement made by the different sides of the Democratic Party. They were like, hey, we will sign off on Joe Biden being the candidate. We'll, we'll, you know, launch behind him. You know, we'll give up on our guy, Bernie. We'll give up on Elizabeth Warren. As long as you say like, hey, we're going to still uphold some of these things. Right. Here, but here's what we want out of the deal is basically what it was. Exactly. We'll, we'll follow you into the dark here. We'll, we'll go. We'll march through the trenches. But you got you to gotta uphold these things. And it's very disconcerting to me to see, you know, Joe Biden back off of the the student debt, and yeah. then oh, I'm uh, not sure if it's a sure minimum wage. Legal. And then one last thing, the the stimulus package, lowering the targeted range. It was supposed to be a hundred thousand dollars as a single person, and then a, a two hundred thousand dollars as a couple, and it's slowly gone down. You're going to be giving less stimulus checks out than than fucking Donald Trump. Right, right. It's unacceptable it, for the Democratic Party. This is your chance. Right. AOC, you know, tweeted it out and said, this is our chance to really help people in need. And this is your moment. This is your big shot to legislate like it. And they they are starting to slowly back down. And I'm like, who are you trying to win over with this bipartisan bullshit? At this point, do the right thing. You have the power. Get rid of the filibuster. Do what you got to do. Because... There's no going back. This is this is a moment in economic history that has to be made. And will you meet the moment? Yeah, I don't think that they're going to. And I think that the, the big thing that bothers me the most about this is that I think it's kind of unfortunately showing some of the true colors for some of the Democratic Party. I think that they have, like you said, they have this giant opportunity you know what I mean? This chance that's right in front of them. Uh, shout out to Hamilton. Like, do not throw away your shot. And they basically are doing that. They're just stepping by the wayside. It makes me feel, uh, and this is just opinion, obviously, um, but it makes me feel like maybe they didn't really want the $15 minimum wage. Maybe they didn't really want these checks to go out. You know what I mean? Joe Biden said... I'm going to give $2,000. Whatever he gives you, I'm giving you $2,000. And then it already automatically went down. Well, I'm going to give you the remaining 1400 out of those $2,000 checks. You know what I mean? Oh, and but now, but just just so you know too, I I'm willing to negotiate and we can bring down the you know or we can, you know, narrow down the amount of people that are going to get this. No. Brian, you and I have been saying this for f what feels like for fucking ever now. 
that this money needs to get out. People need it right now. People need to be paying their mortgage. People need to be paying their rent. Nobody wants to be on the street. And like we said in the episode when we were talking about uh, food banks, it's not about even right now necessarily. We're talking six months down the road, a year down the road. This shit's going to catch up to everybody, and and people are going to be fucked, man. People are going to be out on, you know, unfortunately out on the street. People are going to be still having to make these, these decisions of like, do I feed my family or do I keep a roof over their head? And that's just that's really really sad the democrats had uh, and i'm not saying i'm not blaming it all on the democrats here before you know we jump yeah. into that but you know they they are really missing out on this chance to do good to help people um to 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 really show people what they stand for and now it's just like a select few and what bothers me even more is when the democrats let it down like this where they don't jump on their opportunity um where they're not pushing for the 15 dollar minimum wage which again you know this is something that we're going to debate later um it, it, you're really fucking yourselves because you you open yourselves up even more to this oh the fringe left the far left they're doing all these terrible things. Look at what they want. Again, this misdirection, this sleight of hand, and you're pushing your somewhat your outliers, you know what I mean? Your people that are yep. definitely a little bit further left than your centrist Democrats or your old school Democrats. Um, you're pushing them either even further out because you're like, again, you're like, you're, then they can attack AOC. They can attack Bernie. They can attack all these people because it's like, okay, well, a lot of the party has backed off now and it's just these fringe people, yeah. these, these, these socialists that want this. You're just opening up the party to more of that and it's detrimental to the Democrats and above all, it's detrimental to the American people because you, again, I brought this up before, Brian, I talk to you about this all the time. This is a real issue where um, you've got you've got these two things, this fifteen dollar minimum wage, and I'm even going to throw the the student debt cancellation into this, um, the fifteen dollar minimum wage, the stimulus checks, uh, and the student debt package, where they are so wildly popular. And I don't, I'll have to bring up the statistics on this later because I'll fact check myself if you guys don't get a chance to. Um, but I mean, I know that two of those ideas for sure are in the top five most popular bills that have seen yeah. the Senate floor since like the 1980s. And that's, yes. that's fucked. You were supposed to yeah. be representing us. You were supposed to be looking out for us, protecting us. And, and now you're just fucking, you're just trying to put, you know, make, make, yeah. make your, 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 your fellow Congress people happy instead of the people that you're supposed yeah. to be representing. And I think it's dog shit. And I think that, um, you know, it, it's, it's a moment where I just want to be like, you know what? Fuck you guys. Yeah. So, and, and here's, here's, sorry, that was a rant. I apologize. No, no, no. That's, it's a fair statement. And, you know, I'm, I'm the one that voted almost completely blue the last two elections. So like, I get where you're coming from, but let's also, you know, let me take a step back and also be very clear. You know, um, it was all Republicans that voted against the stimulus package in the house. It's almost, it's all Republicans that are holding up the stimulus package in the Senate. You know, it's it's one Democrat that they're not 100% sure on, and they're also not sure if the Republicans will filibuster in this and that and, you know, use every single uh, political strategical tool that they have at their disposal to, you know, <clears throat> run this bill through the ringer. Yeah. So 
the majority of of Democrats are all on board. But the 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 problem is, is they just don't have the stones right. to get this shit done. Like, and, oh, Joe Biden, you know, and and this was like the packing of the Supreme Court. Oh, Joe Biden doesn't want to do. He doesn't want to cause too many waves. He doesn't want to interrupt traditions. Bullshit. Bullshit. It's too late for that. Right. The Republicans ran rampant for four years under Trump and disrupted everything Obama did for almost eight years. Every single time they could get in the way of something they did. Yeah. And if they had control of one of the House or the Senate, they did everything they could to ruin absolutely everything. Yeah. And so it, the time for bipartisanship and figuring this out and really making everyone happy is long gone. Now you have to make the 78 or the 80 million people that voted Democrat for the presidential nominee. You have to make the majority of America happy, not everyone. Right. I think I know. I, I think you're right. And maybe I guess what I'm feeling is um, this is like a, a, a parent thing to say, but like I'm mad at the Democrats, but I'm or I'm sorry, I'm mad at the Republicans, but I'm very disappointed in the Democrats because <laughs> no, that's that's a great way of putting. It. Yeah, because it, it really is because listen, yes, the, the, the Republicans are holding this up. Yes, they are a huge portion of the issue. But there is a time and a place to play your cards the way that you should play your cards, and right now the Democrats are failing horribly. And I understand that a lot of them support this, but they're not – you know what? Sometimes you just – I understand, like, and you've said this too. You know, the Democrats don't want to play dirty. They don't want to – well, fuck that shit, dude. It's time to play dirty, man. It's fucking – try. it's time to pull the cards out of your sleeve. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, pull out the fucking pocket aces or whatever. I don't know. I don't fucking gamble, so I don't really know what I'm saying here, but <laughs> – but no, I'm going. No, but I'm going. But I'm going with it, man. Like, no, they should, because you know what? On this fifteen dollar minimum wage thing, they could have pu pulled a Republican thing, and they could have pulled out the uh, what is it? The the uh, is it the House parliamentarian or the Senate parliamentarian? House. Yeah, the Republican parliamentarian said it was not accessible through the reconciliation. Fucking act. switch his ass out. That's what the Republicans would do. They'd switch him out. They'd say, yeah, yeah. you're you're fired, homeboy. Time for someone yeah. else or homegirl. Sorry, sorry, home person. Um, but like, no, it's, 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 it's time to go. It's time to go hard in the paint as they say. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, here's the thing regarding the $15 minimum wage, like this is so long overdue and the, the package as it stood said it had to be done. Like it was almost like a, a, a stared process. It was a scaffolded process so that it would be a $15 federal minimum wage by 2025. This isn't like, oh, well, in June, you're going to be paid $15 an hour minimum at any job you work. That's not the case. This is by 2025. That's a joke. Like, 2025 we have five years and we can't raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour that means on average you're making about $30,000 a year 28,020 or 20,800 I think is what it breaks down to I did the math today I, I go I was... off of the 2,000 hours right 40 yeah. hours a week 50 weeks two weeks vacation you got 2,000 hours it's about $30,000 a year yeah I mean if you really think about that what is the average rent nowadays for a single bedroom you know what I mean? Yeah, you and, can't, and rent, you can't rent prices afford. have gone up. Yeah, you know what I mean? You're talking 800 to $1,200 for a single bedroom, and that's just in the area that we live in. <clears throat> you know, we're not in a major metropolitan area. We have, we're live, we, you know, Brian and I live in, uh, you know, a small town in a small city. So, like, we're not talking about, um, you know, Chicago 
where like, you know, rent is double, not, well, I don't know. I don't want to misspeak, but it's a lot of money. It's too much money. Um, I remember back when I was going to massage therapy school and I had a buddy who stayed in a basement apartment, single bedroom, bedroom apart or basement apartment. And it was like $1,600, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's back in like 2008 yeah, or sooner, you know what I mean? Or earlier on rather, um, you know, and I, I'm not, I'm still not really sure how I feel about my thoughts are conflicted. I don't like telling businesses how to run themselves, just like I don't like telling Dr. Seuss and Hasbro to change things. You know what I mean? No, they just did the right thing in their minds, and you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big step forward, and I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm not mad about it. I'm not you know, up in arms about it. I think that's cool that they want to they wanna be more inclusive. We say it in our intro that we want to be more inclusive, um, mm-hmm. and that's really what the, the Mad Libs podcast is all about, um, and so, yeah, I'm okay with it. Um, but you know what I mean. So I do struggle on that whole idea of telling a business they have to pay a certain person, uh, you know, a certain amount. Um, you know, and I know that that does have detrimental effects as far as um, you know who small businesses hire and who other businesses hire. I know it changes the amount of experience some people want. But I mean, I understand that you want people to um, learn and to grow um, and to. Uh, get trained with different skills and things like that and I think that that's very important and I think I do worry about what it would do for unskilled labor for you know high schoolers and stuff like that but I mean at this point the way it looks to me is the is as though um you're just helping out those people who maybe and I'm not trying to be an, an asshole or a jerk but like some people just don't have that drive some people don't have that uh the intelligence um the know-how the wherewithal uh, mm-hmm. to, to, to push forward into those, those higher up positions or to learn different skills. And that's fine. Everybody has different learning abilities. Everybody has different, um, uh, traits to themselves. And so, I mean, I, I want everyone to be able to supply for themselves, supply for their family and $15 an hour. I mean, we're saying $30,000 a year. You can't do dog shit with $30,000 a year. You can't go on vacations with $30,000 a year. You're right. talking about basic necessities, housing, food, uh, utilities, and, and, and that's it, man. Um, you know, you're, well, you know, we're talking about the minimum living wage right yeah people leave out that very very key word because the living portion in the concept in the early 1930s when fdr introduced this it was the minimum living wage it was what could people live on and you know have a life with you know people people were just simple factory workers pushing one button hundred and you know a thousand times a day that's what they did. Then they came home and then they went back to work the next day and did the same thing. And that's what it was. And you made a minimum living wage, right? And they were able to figure this living wage out per hour based on the cost of goods, you know, the idea of like consumer product goods. What was the cost of a pair of jeans? What was the cost of a coat? What was the cost of basic food staple items? You know, what was the cost of those things? What was the cost of a home? And to power that home, you know, have heat and electricity, a, a, you know, a gas stove or whatever. 
They figured that all out and they made that the minimum living wage. And then from there, it was keeping up for a long time and then it stopped. But you know what everyone argues about the minimum living wage is that, oh my God, the inflation would be crazy. No, it's not. The inflation never stopped. The inflation hasn't stopped. And tell me why someone can make $8 an hour flipping burgers at McDonald's, but in Denmark, they get paid $21 an hour. It's the same company, the same job, but here in America, they get paid less. Why? Because, you know, the EMT driver, the the ambulance driver who makes $11 an hour would be pissed that a burger flipper at a McDonald's is making more than me. Well, dude, that's not the argument. Everyone needs to raise up. Well, and the funny thing, too, is Denmark doesn't have a minimum wage. Well, they don't need one when they have companies that actually. No, but what I'm saying is like, so like Sweden, Denmark, Norway, Switzerland, and maybe Iceland. So a lot of the Slavic countries. Is that Slavic? No, what is that? No. Nordic. 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 Nordic, Thank you. Um, They don't have a minimum wage. You know what I mean? I think, and that comes down to like what I have said previously is that I feel as though it doesn't need to be, there doesn't need to be a federal or a national minimum wage people just need to pay their employees correctly um and i do understand that it's harder for some businesses than others and that's why you know what i mean i just wish everybody would be good people and want to take care of their employees you know what i mean because i think if that kind of goes- a company that is massively profitable because of if your profit margins continue to go up and you're not doing something on the supply side, you're just exploiting workers, Right. then yeah. there's a major issue. Just the same. And, and this is the hard truth about regarding small businesses. There will definitely be some small businesses that don't make it because of this, right? I can't afford to pay my workers this. Well, the only reason you were in business then was because you were exploiting your workers. Well, I don't think that's necessarily. No, that's, that's I, I don't a harsh think that's truth. Nece- I don't think that's necessarily true. I think that some if you businesses can't pay a living wage for something you are willing to get to make a business. Then either a you aren't charging enough, hmm. or b you don't have a sound business model. Okay, but so then just to to play devil's advocate and show the other side of the coin here. You know what I mean? Like the whole idea of coming to America or being in America is that you have this opportunity Mm -hmm. to create something that you want to create. And I think that you're being too harsh on small businesses. Um, If you think about like boutiques and everything like that. Sure. Do we want a bunch of like giant fucking, you know, Walmarts and Targets and all that? And and, like, don't get me wrong, because if I talk shit about Target, my wife will go ballistic because she loves Target. Right. Um, but like, so, like, and a business like Target or a business like Walmart probably could afford to pay pay their employees fifteen dollars an hour. They one hundred percent can. McDonald's yeah. and Walmart have both said this already. Yeah. Okay. They so, actually did so the analysis, and they said it won't even harm us. Prices won't even really be affected. Yeah. Okay. That and that's fine. But if you do have somebody who wants to sell these different, you know, clothing items and stuff like that, you mm-hmm. by by doing this by ma- by making that minimum wage higher, you do 
kind of push them out of the market. And all then you, you're stuck with a bunch of big box stores because not everybody can go to the boutique and spend, you know, $90 on a dress or whatever. You know what I mean? We, we can't all. Uh, and that's why it's important to empower the consumer. Pay I them a better that. wage I and you are that. empowering the consumer. I understand. You that. are putting more money in the pockets of people. Correct. But $15 an hour doesn't buy you a $90 dress. It does after six hours instead of 11. I understand that. Yes. If they work more hours, they get it. But you know what I mean? Again, we're still talking about $30,000. Right. Those people that are buying $90 dresses, you know, that's a fair price. That's a, that's a very, I mean, that's not a, a, you know, a target dress per se, generally speaking. And you're talking about boutiques. We're not talking about people trying to shop for at boutiques and shit. Kev, we're talking about people just trying to live. No, I I understand that. I'm I, I I'm only saying it for reference. You need to see the whole picture. You know what I mean? I'm I you're you're looking at it from the end of like what you need to survive. I am right. looking at what businesses need to thrive too. I think that there's two sides of the coin. There's two sides to this to the story. And and I'm not saying that fifteen dollars an hour is wrong, Brian. I'm not saying that at all. No, I, I, I think I think employees need to be paid more. Um and, and, and incentivized too. Um, if, if I may share a personal story, um, sure. you know what I mean? So I've said this before on the podcast. Um, I used to import and roast coffee for a long time. I really enjoyed my job. Um, I, I have a hard time like speaking highly of myself because um, I do have a lot of like self-doubt and I do have a lot of like, um, I think probably, I really do think that I'm probably my biggest critic Um, I think I can safely say that. Um, And so like, you know what I mean? I have a hard time seeing what my time is worth, but I will, when I, when I take on a job, I'm all in, man. I'm not half-assing anything. I whole ass everything that I do. Um, I, you know, right now I, I, I bartend, I'm a dad. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm doing a podcast, um, you know, and I have other avenues that I'm exploring too, other things that I'm trying to do to, 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 to better my life and to better my, my family's lives. Um, family's life, lives, whatever. Past plural tenses. Um, <laughs> but, um, but when I was working at the coffee roastery, I mean, I was a salaried employee, so I was supposed to be working 40 hours a week. I was probably working more like 50 to 60 hours a week. I would come in earlier, I would get things done, I would be researching constantly. I didn't have kids at the time, so like that made things easier too. I also wasn't, you know, doing a, the only other thing I was really doing was um, uh, competitive powerlifting. Um, but anyways, you know what I mean? And I was getting paid, I, I won't say how much, but it wasn't enough, you know what I mean, sure. for, for the amount of work that I was doing. And I do remember the feeling I had when I went in finally and I talked uh, to my boss and I said, listen, like, can we sit down? Um, you know, I would like to talk about a raise. Um, I, I took the time, I made like a PowerPoint. I said all the extra things that I was going to do, all the extra things I was doing on the side, um, you know, my plans for the future at the company, everything, you know what I mean? Like I was really proud of the work that I had done. Um, went in and I was literally laughed at, you know what I mean? So like, I know what that's like. I know to, I know what it's like to, to, to know that you're worth um, more than what you're being paid for. And I'm okay putting in the extra hours. I'm okay doing the extra work. You know, I'm still doing that now. Um, 
but I'm rewarded for it in different ways. Yeah. And so, I mean, I feel, I feel for the people that aren't being paid enough. I feel for the people, for the company, and I don't feel for the companies, but I understand what it's like to work for a company that is truly, you know, capitalizing on, on an employee or multiple employees. So I feel that, you know what I mean? And I know that people need to be, be paid more. Um, I'm just really trying to make sure that all of the facts are out there and, you know, we're not just looking at one side of the story, I suppose. No. And, and, but see, I, I appreciate everything you said and I, I respect that you went forth and, and did that and, and, pre- you know, presented a, a, a clear cut case for why you deserved it and all that. But going back to your, po- your boutique, if you have to pay people less than a living wage, you are, you are not providing a service to your customers with great product. You are able to promote that product by exploiting your workers. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, I understand what you're saying. That's um, the key. I think that you are exploiting workers in order to make your Now you might not be living high off the hog, but it, you, you wouldn't pay yourself that. I understand. By owning yeah, business, for sure. For sure. Right. And you're not doing the actual work of, you know, uh, stacking the clothes or whatever. You might be buying inventory and, and assessing payroll and all that. Don't get me wrong. You might be working your ass off. But you can't tell me that you're able to make a proper business if you are using exploit exploitative work. No. If, you are, if that is the only reason your business is either in the black or the red is because you pay people a below a substandard living wage, you do not have a good business. Raise those prices. That $90 dress should be 120 I understand that, and that's a, and that's a so fair that's point. That's how it is. That's, that's a fair point. Um, however, you know what I mean? So let me pose this question to you then. Yeah. A 16-year-old person in high school. Boy, girl, whatever. Anyone working that job. I understand. Now, let me finish my question. Sure. I love you. Okay. But if a 15-year-old kid, you're so sweet, <laughs> 16-year-old kid, whatever, 17, 18, they're in high school. You know yep. what I mean? They're trying to make a little extra money, a little, you know, take sure. my girl out on a date, my boy out on a date. You know, it's 2021. Anybody can take anyone out on a date. My anybody yeah. person on a date. You know what I mean? Are you exploiting a person of that age who has no other bills, who has no other, you know, responsibilities? And I'm not saying all of them don't. I'm saying some of them don't. Perhaps a majority of them don't. I don't know. I don't have the the, the numbers in front of me, the, the statistics sure, in sure. front of me, anything like that. But are you exploiting that person? They've signed on for a certain wage that they knew they were going to get. Okay. They know that they don't have bills to pay. They know that mom and dad have a house for them. Maybe they're just trying to save money for college, too. I don't want to make it seem like everybody's just trying to make money to go out on a date. Um, I just really want to go out on a date. <laughs> but, um, you know what I mean? Are you exploiting that person? Because I, 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 totally I totally understand your argument. What, let, me, let me ask you this. Is that business closed during school hours? Probably not. No. So they were paying Depends. someone to do the same job, the same wage. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is... No, no, no. So yes, you are exploiting a worker. It doesn't matter their age. It's a minimum living wage. If someone wants to work in high school, they deserve the same wage. They are doing the same job. And that is a minimum living standard. So, you Even know, if people they don't... used to drop out of school. 
to help, you know, finance their families at the age of 16 and 17. Oh, I worked full time. I dropped out of high school and I don't want that for people, but that's what they had to do. No, I understand. And that's, again, another very fair point, another valid point. What I'm saying is you you have to also admit the fact that people have to be paid for the love. Excuse me, I'm trying to drink water and I'm choking to death. Correct. Uh, people have to be paid for the experience they have, for the knowledge they have. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I'm only trying. I'm only trying to play the other side of the coin here. I'm sure. only trying. You know what I mean? Again, I want everyone to succeed. I want everyone to to make enough money to do the things that they dream of, to the things that that they want to do. But I also want people to be. You know, above all, I want people to be paid enough to to live, to survive, mm-hmm. to be able yeah. to provide. So again, I'm not arguing it against it necessarily. I'm just kind of saying, you know, these are thoughts that are coming through my mind and it may be questions that other people have too. You know what I mean? Because you you can see examples of a $15 minimum wage or a higher minimum wage than federal in place. I believe California might have one. Uh, It's California or Portland. Somebody on the West Coast. And I know there's a couple of people on the East Coast, too, that have that higher minimum wage, too. And you did see a huge decrease in the number of, um, um, you know, younger employees, less skilled employees, things like that. And you, you so you saw these decreases in those numbers. And, you know, those are just things that have to be answered for um, because, you know, and, and, and maybe the answer is something like an apprentice program. Um, you know, that's really huge on the East Coast and in bigger cities for like bartenders. You know what I mean? You have to apprentice for even, I mean, sometimes it's years. You know what I mean? In Japan, I think you have to apprentice even longer to be a bartender. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And for that time, you are making less than a living wage. Um, and, and it's understandable because the company, well, I shouldn't no. say that it's understandable. I should say that it makes sense on paper. Um, because you are training that person, you are basically educating that person. And I understand that it is also going to be for the benefit of your business, for your restaurant or for your company or whatever it may be. Because I know that like people in the trades have to apprentice too, uh, depending on the trade too. Or you have to, you're a journeyman for a long time in like things like trade shows. Uh, if serves. But, but what I'm saying is, you know, there's a lot to be considered. I'm not... What, okay, so here's my argument too, and or not my argument, but my, my premise for this entire thing, Brian. It's not that people don't d- deserve to be paid a certain amount. It's that the return on investment for a business has to be a certain amount too. You know what I mean? Like sure. the company has to be getting out what they are putting in. You know what I mean? Whereas I would go in in my free time and train a bartender because I want people to succeed. I've got these kids at the bar right now, at the restaurant, I should say, where I, I'm like, even though they're 18-year-old kids getting re- ready to go away to college, I'm teaching them things behind the bar because I, I wish when I was going to college that I was a fucking bartender because in those college towns, you can make sick, sick money with the skill of being able to pour whiskey in a glass, you know what I mean, or make a freaking vodka soda. Um, and knowing how to clean a bar, how to stock a bar, and things like that. And so, like, I'm constantly with these kids, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn again. I feel like I'm, I, I really feel like I am today. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm, I, you know, um, I'm not like that. Yeah. But, Continue. Um, but what I'm saying is, I like to inst- t- to take time out of what I'm doing to show someone else, you know, something to teach them something. I want to pass on as much information, you know, to to anybody around me that's willing to learn. Um, 
I think that's a great thing. I wish everybody did that. You know what I mean? There's a lot of times when I was getting into the, this industry, getting into the coffee industry, or also, you know what I mean, where I wish somebody would have just kind of, you know, taken me under their wing and be like, check it out. And luckily, I've, I've actually had people in both of those industries where someone did take me under their wing and, and really taught me a whole lot about the industry um, and, and allowed me to excel um, and, and to learn a lot. So that's how, I guess that's how I feel, Brian. Yeah, no, and <clears throat> I respect that. Here's the thing is a lot of the things you brought up are the the central standing points for why people say oh no we can't raise the minimum wage yeah and i'm not saying we can't no i know but but everyone keeps like waffling back ah oh, 15 dollars is a lot like oh yeah, yeah. no not, that's but... the minimum if 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 the minimum wage would have kept up the way it should have throughout time the minimum wage right now would be somewhere in the low twenties. And we're saying in the next five years, we should be at 15, 15 should have been the like, okay, I guess we'll accept that. Right. Yeah. That's the problem here is like, we're shooting at 15. We're not keeping up with the times. Oh, this is, you know, I guess the best we can do bullshit. It is absolutely not. And when people like, when you're saying, Oh, well, you know, you got to work and you got to get experience and then you become more skilled. That's absolutely true. And that's why, you know, wages shouldn't be $15 for everything for everyone. No, it's for the people starting at the lowest position in any field. And that's $15 part of should be the bare minimum. And then you raise up. And that's part of the argument too, because if you do pay your, your entry level people $15 an hour, you do have to give everybody an increase or a bump in pay. I do want to take a step back here because it, it has been a fun conversation. It has been a fun uh, debate, but I do want to add just a little bit of levity. And I want to ask you, do you remember the first time that you got paid like 10 or $15 an hour? Yes. And how awesome it felt. I was a junior in high school. Dude, I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I was much, I was older than that, but I remember being like, dude, I'm fucking making it right now. I'm rich. Yeah. yeah. No, $10 an hour was awesome. I worked. I worked at a construction office from for a family. Oh, see, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Construction work. My first money. my first job out of high school was a Ruby Tuesday. And I worked there for seven years. Yeah. And I then start, I, I started in, I started in the service industry far too late. I wish I would have started bartending or serving far earlier on because the, there is so much there's a lot of room depending on where you are and depending on your age to like make more money than a lot of people your age too. So Yeah. So but Oh my gosh, we're at an hour, Brian. Already? Uh, I mean, 57, 58 minutes. Jeez. This has been fun. I've re I really enjoyed this one. I feel like we didn't even get a chance to really go down <coughs> the rabbit. Pardon me. Brian, quit, like quit, quit, quit acting like, quit I mean, acting I, like you got COVID or something like that and you got a cough because you got a virus yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, what is um, wrong with you? We're trying to be professional. <laughs> <laughs> what I will say is this, um, this, this was, has been working in Seattle. Seattle did raise, uh, to $15 an hour and they haven't had the dramatic effect of like, Oh, businesses are going under what what's happening is people are making more money and then spending it. And yeah. that's how you rejuvenate an area. The yeah. more money you force to the bottom and build up, the more the stronger the, the economy gets. Yeah. yeah. No, I, 
I think that's a great point. And like I said, I because you're you're so passionate about the people, I had to I have to kind of, you know, I mean, I have to defend the small business. I have to kind of put those arguments. I love, I love small business. Like no, I know think, you do. I know you I'm do. Not, even corporate businesses, like if they do the right thing, if they set a right. great cultural tone and that helps other corporations, if they're forced, like if Google's doing something now, Facebook has to do something now. Yeah. Amazon, now, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. Like that's a beautiful thing. If, if you're having to, if you're raising the bar, right. The, I'm happy. Yeah, no, I think, I think you're absolutely right. It's happening. And, and the, and the other reason I feel like I need to make this argument is because like, so I think that COVID has really changed me politically and changed me, um, not changed me politically, but it's made me more open-minded. It's made me more sympathetic. It's made me more empathetic because you should always lead with empathy, Brian, if you didn't know that already. Um, <laughs> But I don't. I don't like the left. I I know that the big democratic argument to this is, yeah, businesses are gonna fail. You know what I mean? Like I hate hearing that because, especially now, where I just I want, like I said, I want everyone to succeed. I want yeah. everyone to be happy. I want everyone to fulfill their dreams. Um, I know that that's not realistic necessarily, but you know what? Fuck it. I'll hope for it. I'll be positive. You know what I mean? I'll be a dreamer. <laughs> like John Lennon right now. I'm a dreamer. Yeah. God, no, that's and that's time. that's the thing. It's like. I'm a fan of business. I'm a fan of corporations. I want the best. I haven't seen the best out of corporations. I haven't yeah, seen no, the best sure. out of the business world in a while. And it's because they've been deregulated and, you know, the wrong people have manipulated businesses for far too long. And now it's time. Well, sorry. At some, at some point, you got to put the collar back on or the leash back on and say, this has gotten out of control. So let's do that. And let's start building from the bottom up. Quit with the trickle down bullshit. Let's start building from the bottom up. Let's just trickle everywhere. You know what I mean? No trickling up or trickling down. We're just gonna trickle. I'm gonna turn it into the, actually fuck trickling. I'm gonna turn it. I'm gonna turn it into a whole stream. What? I said fuck fuck trickling. I'm just gonna turn it into a whole stream. <laughs> well, that would be great. Um, we'll have to set up the next live stream. But the only thing better than a business oh, that was with good. Money is a customer with money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's only going to be good for the business. It's only going to be good for the person. It's going to constantly create velocity. We have to start recognizing these economic principles. Yeah. All right, Brian. This was seriously, this was a blast. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's never as much fun when I'm not staring into those beautiful I'm eyes of yours. For your chair. No one's there. Oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. I actually got asked today, um, uh, by some friends at work they said you know how's everything going and i was explaining about you know the fact that we're recording remotely now and they're like oh well you know how do you feel about that i said you know it is nice that like i'm recording from my house like when i'm done with this i go upstairs i'm gonna brush my teeth i'm gonna take my vitamins and i'm going to sleep um but it's like although it's still like an enormous amount of fun it's just not quite the same um uh, chemistry or like the same excitement as like when I'm sitting across a table for me right now, I'm staring at a buzz light, your tent uh, <laughs> and, a, and a giant mess of toys that I have to clean up tomorrow. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. I also, um, Ben built me, my oldest son built me a Lego. It's Duplo is not Lego, but it's a Lego product. Yeah. Built me this Duplo thing that goes on the table now. Um, and it was sitting here waiting for me with a little sweet note. I also, I'm, I've been recording this entire podcast with a red dragon, a Buzz Lightyear toy that's sitting. These are all the people sitting in the chairs away from, or, uh, around me right now. I feel like Buzz Lightyear actually when he's having tea with Miss Nesbeth in uh, the first Toy Story. 
Um, I've got Lightning McQueen. I've got Buzz Lightyear, a dragon, um, my Lego, yeah. my Lego sculpture, and then a book all about discovering dinosaurs at the table with me. <laughs> You got it all. <laughs> oh, I really do. But all right. Well, we love, we love you guys so much. Uh, remember to follow us on Facebook. Uh, like, share, subscribe, like some more. Let us know what you think. Where do you stand on the yeah. $15 minimum yes. wage? Where do yes. you stand on Potato Head? Yes. Let us know. Let us know. Just remember the whole Potato Head thing is not that important. <laughs> do good. Be great out there. We love, love you guys. It. We'll see you guys on Sunday. Well, guys, we're here. We've made it to the end. Wait, 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 Kevin, Kevin, we got to thank our sponsors. What sponsors? Well, we, we haven't gotten any official sponsors yet, but we do have Patreons. Oh. And we should let people know that they can join our Patreon for subscribing from 5 to 10 to $20. Any amount helps. Yeah, thanks to all of our Patreon subscribers. If you guys don't want to do a monthly subscription, you can also support us by buying some of our awesome clothing at madlibspodcast.threadless.com. And that's a win, win, win. win. <laughs> also, if you guys uh, wouldn't mind, we would love for you to follow us on our Facebook page and oh. our Instagram. Thank you. Thank you.